Welcome to episode 35. Today's guest is going to share with us how he got started in running, creative ways to keep running interesting for the long term, and finding the right balance between fitness and family. Hope you enjoy. Here's what you can look forward to on this episode of Inspire Virtual Runs podcast. 2007, I ran my first marathon. It was the uh, Marine Corps Marathon in Virginia, Washington, D.C. At, at that point, I, I thought, okay, that's great. I, I've, run, I've run a marathon, but what am I going to do on a daily basis to kind of stay on track with my health? You know, I don't want to I don't want to get complacent, let things go and fall right back into the same bad habit. Welcome to Inspire Virtual Runs Podcast. Whether you are new to running or seasoned, get tips and the inspiration that you need to achieve your health and fitness goals. Now, here's your host, Richard Connor. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Inspire Virtual Runs Podcast. I am here with today's guest, Tim Maloney. Tim has been running regularly since 2006. He has completed a total of 21 marathons in 18 states, 12 half marathons, and has an active running streak of 530 days. He is a member of CityStrides.com, currently in sixth place for most streets run within the city of Cincinnati. Tim ran over 2,020 miles in 2020, currently on pace to run over 2,021 miles in 2021. He is a member of the 50 States Marathon Club. Welcome to the show, Tim. Hi, Richard. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. What a career, running career you have here. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Love to get into all that you've done and running and talk about the marathons, talk about city strides, your running streak, 50 States Marathon Club. Like there's so much here to talk about. So just really excited to have you here today. So let's, you know, kick things off and let the listeners get to know you a little bit. So why don't you tell us a, a little bit about yourself? Okay. I'm in my late 40s. I'm an active runner. I have a, uh, uh, I guess what you would call a blended family. I have a 13-year-old son and a 16-year-old daughter, and I have a significant other named Annie. I work in a company for a company that services the process industry, and I've been doing that for about 14 years. Okay. All right. Very cool. So, you know, in terms of running, you've been running since 2006, quite some time, but you weren't always a runner, maybe. So let's talk a little bit about that. Like what prompted you to get into running back then? Sure. So back in late 2005, early 2006, uh, I had finished up a degree that I'd been working on for a few years and working full time. And for several years, I had not been eating very healthy and I did not have any kind of exercise routine in my life. And, uh, I, I knew I needed to do something about that. So I had been thinking about what I wanted to do for a while. And then in the midst of all that, I, I had a checkup at the doctor's office and they did some blood work and my cholesterol was through the roof. My blood pressure was through the roof. My weight was out of control. I it was obvious to them and me that some changes needed to be made. So uh, initially I started walking uh, almost daily and then um, it got to be 
a little bit of a chore trying to get enough walking time devoted for the activity. And I think at some point I thought, well, there's got to be a faster way to do this. And Mm -hmm. there was, and I just started running instead. So just gradually moved into it. You know, one day I was out for a walk and I'm going to run a quarter mile of this. And then the next, the next time I'm out, maybe I'll try for a half mile today. And then that just kept escalating until I decided, I think I'm going to sign up for my first 5k. I guess that's how it all started. Um, And then what's similar with other runners, I'm sure is, uh, well, once you've done a 5k, well, what's the next thing I can do? Maybe a 10k. Well, what's what's longer than that? Uh, half marathon. And then uh, I think before I had even run my first half marathon, I'd already decided I was going to run a full marathon. It was it was a bucket list item for me. In October of 2007, I ran my first marathon. It was the uh, Marine Corps Marathon in Virginia, Washington D.C. At at that point, I I thought, okay, that's great. I, I've run I've run a marathon, but what am I going to do on a daily basis to kind of stay on track with my health? You know, I don't want to, I don't want to get complacent, let things go and fall right back into the same bad habits that, that had landed me some bad results with the doctor. So uh, I'd been reading about this 50 States Marathon Club and I thought, you know, that's, that's a good goal that someone like me, that's enough to keep my interest for a while and it'll take so long to do that, I'll always have to be relatively healthy in order to keep working towards completing all the states. So, sure, sure. so it was a good fit for someone like me. That's, that's fantastic. And I definitely want to get into that a little bit more about kind of how that's been for you, but let, let's kind of take it back to, to earlier on when you went to the doctor and you realized that you needed to make a change. That's unfortunately not uncommon, right? Where, where we get yeah. that whatever the news diagnosis, whatever the case is. And we realize at that point we, we need to make a change. And, you know, here on Inspire Virtual Runs, we're hoping that we could help folks before they get to that point. But of course, it's important to make the decision that you made to, to take control of your health and fitness. So congratulations to you. Thank you. So, you know, let's, let's talk a little bit more about that. I mean, you talked, you kind of breeze through walking, running, 5K, 10K, half marathon. Sure. What was that progression like? Because I can imagine for folks, even that first 5K is not easy, right? From walking just to go into a 5K and then beyond. So what was that journey like for you? I I remember spending a lot of my time sore. My body was not accustomed to that type of workout. And I had a lot of problems just trying to get shoes that fit my feet properly. You know, I... Uh, everyone kept telling me, "Oh, the the problems, the shoes. You you need to you need to change up your shoes. You should be wearing this. You should be wearing that. You should have in like heel inserts or uh, the orthopedic insoles." And uh, and I just kept trying everything. And I think it was trying one thing after another. They weren't right for me, and uh, they just kept causing more pain and discomfort. So uh, working through that. Uh, was kind of its own task. You know, I had to figure out what was right for me. And in the end, it was, uh, I think I'd amassed about eight or nine pairs of shoes and none of them really felt like the right kind of shoe for me. So the daily habit, I, I also wasn't used to 
dietary uh, aspects of the running. You know, as my calorie burn went up, my metabolism went up. I, I think I had a little more energy, adrenaline, whatever it was in, uh, in a day. I wasn't accustomed to that. And then the extra eating, I was always hungry. So trying to eat enough so that I could fuel those runs properly, but not so much that I would undo the benefit of actually running. There was a balance to be found there. And then the amount of rest I needed, trying to, trying to make sure I was getting enough rest. I mean, it was new running, running farther distances and in different places, it was kind of fun and new and a little exciting. And I, and I had to remember your body needs rest. Rest is important. And if you don't get it, your body will make you get it. Mm-hmm. So uh, it just trying to find a plan and prepare a plan that worked for me through that progression, just something gradual. What I found worked well for me was trying to increase weekly mileage to the point where I wasn't going beyond 10% more than the week before. Uh, it seemed like I did a good job of avoiding injury during that time. And uh, it, you don't want to go from only a little bit of mileage to, you know, full tilt, you know, as much as I can do until my body says, uncle, uh, it's right. not a good way to go. And then there's so much advice out there. And a lot of it is helpful, but a lot of it is written by people that have been running so long, I think they kind of forget what those early days were like. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, you just, you have to take it, you have to ease into it. Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate you sharing your experience and everything that you mentioned at spot on in terms of having the right gear, the nutrition, rest, very, very important. And and then just that training plan. You're absolutely right. Having to, to gradually move up because just like you can get burned out from working 80 hours a week, right? Your body can get burned yep. out from all that exercise if it's not accustomed to it and it's something you have to, to build up to it. So that's um, that's really good insight yeah. there. Absolutely. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So, so that takes you to the half marathons, the marathons, being part of the, the 50 States Marathon Club and City Stride. So let, let's talk about that a little bit. You know, okay. first off, like, Let's talk talk about the 50 States Marathon Club. Um, how did you find out about it? And when has that journey been like for you? I think I was reading a Runner's World article by somebody, um, uh, one of those uh, small two-paragraph articles from like your everyday runner. And they had discovered the group and, and referenced it in one of the articles. And when I was reading it, I thought, well, that sounds interesting. And then I started looking into it more and it kind of seemed like a way off pipe dream, but I thought, well, what else am I doing? You know, it'll keep me busy. They have, uh, they have one rule before you, before you can officially become a member, you have to run, you have to complete 10 states. Uh, oh, wow. yeah. And they, and they have to be races that are, they have to have a certain number of runners in the race, uh, and they have to meet a couple criteria like it has, I think they have to be a certified course and uh, you can't just organize a race in a state without a certified course, run it. And then, okay, that's my state. It's, it's not that, it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
So I I knew that was that was something that I wanted to do, but at the time I, I had two small children and I was wondering, well, how am I gonna make this work? And <laughs> not just not just finding the time, but also, you know, all that travel. That's that's not cheap, you know. So trying to make a life budget that's going to accommodate a few trips a year so that I can do that sort of thing. So yeah, it uh, budgeting, timing, all of that critical uh, if you're going to try and do something like that. That's super cool. Well, congratulations on what you've completed so far. Uh, I know you got a little bit to go, but that's just a tremendous achievement where you are today. And, you know, that takes us into City Stride. So that's it sounds like it's a little more local, maybe a little less planning needed to to kind of execute on that, but still super cool. So, so tell us about that. Sure. I kind of meet up with a couple different running groups uh, around town on occasion. And uh, a friend of mine named Andrew, I was running with him one morning and he, he told me about this uh, website he's been using for a while called City Strides. I said, well, tell me more about it. And he said, oh, well, it tracks all the different streets in a given city and your, whether it's your GPS mileage or like if you have a Garmin or whatever, it imports that data and it kind of lays it out on a map setting and then it retains the information on the map so that you build this map over time. I think they call it like a life map or something. And, uh, and it, plugs all the lines in in purple of streets that you've completed and keeps a list of by city for every city you've ever run in, every country you've ever run in. Uh, and it plots all this on a map. So you can see it visually uh, on a map or you can read it uh, street by street alphabetically if you want, however you want to parse out the data. And I think one of the things I really like about it is it's one of the, it's one of the few things I've done in, the last couple of years, it's really breathed new life into, into the running. Cause okay. Now it's more than just going for a run. Now it's, you know, I've lived in this city for, you know, in different parts of this city for most of my life. And I've seen, you know, I really thought I knew my way around this city. I, I know the city. No, not like I'm not like I'm getting to know it now. I mean, I, uh, just piece by piece, I'm, the neighborhoods I go through, some of these places I didn't even know were there, you know, I mean, (laughs) it's interesting. And now I've, I don't just feel like I'm just going out to get the same four mile run or six mile run or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. When I go out now, there's uh, maybe not every day, but many days in a week, it, it's a targeted effort. I'm planning out what I want to do. Where do I want to be? What do I want to see when I'm out for a run? What part of town do I want to be in? So if I have, something to do on the west side of town well i'll plan a run on the west side of town and park a car go over there and run it's like in similar to the 50 states club it's one of those goals that'll keep me occupied for a while there's so many streets you know to i don't think my goal is to run every street in cincinnati but i do think one of my goals is to run as many streets as i can in cincinnati yeah just kind of you know, I've lived here for so long, I should probably see the different parts of where I live. You know, so I love this. And I love, you know, that you're sharing City Strides with us. And I'll, and I'll share a personal story uh, about a year and a half ago now, <clears throat> at the beginning of the pandemic, gyms were closed, 
couldn't work. I couldn't work out the way I wanted to. Couldn't couldn't run, and I decided maybe it's time for me to get outdoors. At least, at the very least, I could start walking and running outdoors. And similar to your experience, even in my own neighborhood, I'm noticing and realizing things that I never noticed in the decade that I've been living here. So it's just yeah. been such a wonderful experience, and that's why I love this topic about city strides because there's so much more in where we live, and if we don't kind of take the time to explore then we'll never know. And this is a perfect way yeah. to do that, getting that exercise and, and kind of, you know, exploring the area. So I really, really love this. And, I, and you know, in addition to that, between City Strides and the marathons, these are your ways to stay motivated, to stay active. And yeah. I think those are the things, you know, tips and tricks that maybe the community could use. If, you know, from time to time, if you're not feeling like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I don't really want to run for a period of time for whatever the case is kind of having these goals or, or, or ways to, to stay active, I think would be super helpful. So I appreciate you sharing these. Sure. That's really great. But I know it hasn't been all, how do they say it? Um, puppies and rainbows. I don't know how this thing goes for you during yeah. your running career. I know there's been some challenges, uh, along the way. Uh, so let, let's talk a little bit about that. Like, um, how are things gone for you and, and, and share a little bit about some of those challenges? Well, I think one of the, uh, the biggest or most long-term challenges that I've faced along the way has been, uh, not just the occasional little injury that comes up like they do, but I did have one that was what I would consider more of a major injury. And it kept me from running for about a little over four years, oh, wow. four, somewhere between four and four and a half years. Running didn't, cause my injury, but running on an existing injury that I didn't know about exacerbated the injury and just made it worse and worse and worse over time to the point where I was unable to run and I couldn't walk more than a mile. And it took about, yeah, four years before I was running regularly. Like I could run a couple days a week. Uh, it, it was a long road and, and trying to trying to get through that time when, well, let, let me just backtrack a little bit. So one winter morning, I went out to my car, I slip on a patch of ice and I fractured my tailbone, but no one, none of the x-rays showed a fractured tailbone. My doctor says, once, once you're not feeling any pain and it feels okay, you're safe to run on it. We don't see any fractures here. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the pain continued a little bit. They did an MRI they didn't see any fracture again. And they said, yeah, we're not seeing anything. So, you know, as long as you can, as long as you can be comfortable when you go out for a run, then you should be okay to run. Well, I, I kept running on this unknown injury and over time I just kept making it worse and worse for myself. So the uh, fractured tailbone, because you have this mechanism of injury in there is throwing other things off and eventually what happened was uh, the continued running started to make the tissue tear away from a joint in my pelvis okay. so it got it got so bad that that was why I couldn't continue running and I had looked into surgical options the surgical options were not good there's less than a 10% success rate on the surgery and there are not many doctors in the US that even perform it so uh, I, the, I think the best advice I got was just give it time and see mm -hmm. how it progresses. So when you become accustomed to running 
on a regular basis. It's one of those things that you kind of need, you need that in your life. You know, it, it makes you, it makes you feel better. It does whatever it does for you. And when that is taken away and depression sets in and, and days can get pretty tough. So, and not knowing how soon is too soon to try again. That's, that's always tricky. I guess what I would say is you have to stick with it, but you have to be really patient. I mean, there were times where I really didn't know if I was ever going to run again. Mm. So uh, just getting past that. And you know, by the time I could finally, I finally could run again because I didn't have that physical activity in my life. My weight had escalated again. And so by the time I was finally doing it again, it was not my best effort by any means, but uh, I, I was able to to finish a marathon eventually with uh, one of my worst finishing times ever. And I don't think I've ever been so proud of a, a race result. Of course, of course, because you you went from from injury to recovery to not even knowing if you could run again. So hats yeah. off to you for being just able to complete the marathon. Yeah, I'm I'm stubborn like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, well, congratulations and thank you for for sharing that story. And, you know, during that time, were there other things that you were able to do? Were you still able to walk and kind of stay, you know, stay on your feet or what are kind of the things you're able to do during that time? Um, I could it in the in the earlier portion of that time, I couldn't even walk much. Okay. I think eventually I, I I tried lots of different things during that time and they were not comfortable. In some cases they were very painful, but uh, I remember trying yoga, Pilates. Uh, I was, I did a spin class uh, and I think the timing was right when I did the spin class. So when I started that, I think I started it, it was maybe once every other week and then it got to once a week and then twice a week, just to get some exercise. And mm-hmm. I, and I was able to do that. And, and that was about the most I could do yoga. It, it was a little too much. And I, and I thought that was going to be one of the easier things that just kind of helped me get some flexibility back. And, but certain things aren't right for certain injuries. And that's sure. one of them. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, again, congratulations. It's great to hear that you're back on the road Let's um let's talk a little bit more about challenges. So these are some of the kind of the physical challenges that you've had in your running journey. What else would you say would kind of be your biggest challenge, maybe non-physical that you've had throughout your, your running journey? Well, let's see. Several years ago, I went through a divorce and uh, trying to trying to find enough time for everything, time for the kids time to find a house, time to work the hours that I need to work, time to run. Just how how do I find time for everything I want to do? How much should I prioritize certain things? Uh, so, you know, do I still want to run 50 states? Yeah, but maybe, maybe time doesn't allow for that. Maybe finances don't allow for that. So back it off. Okay, what's realistic? Maybe Maybe one trip next year, you know, uh, or maybe two, but I keep them closer geographically. I only make them like two or three day weekend trips, something like that. I think I got to a point where I was trying to do all these things for all these different people in my life. And uh, I, I kind of lost sight of making sure I carved out enough time for myself. 
and things have worked a lot more smoothly. It may not be as much time as I want, or it may not be perfect, but just start with that. And uh, I've kind of had a, sometimes it's okay to make things bend, but don't break them, you know, when, when it comes to different obligations, whether it's a child's social calendar, a child's school calendar, um, some professional needs, the list goes on and on. There's always, there's always things that come up and just trying to make sure I get that little bit of time for myself every day uh, makes all the difference in the world. I mean, I'm, I think it makes me a lot happier. If I'm happier, the people around me are, are also happier. So, yeah. Uh, completely understand. And, and thank you for sharing that. You know, I think about uh, something a manager told me many years ago about time and, and prioritization. And he always loved to use the analogy of the boulders and pebbles, right? So kind of filling that jar with the boulders first and then the pebbles and and just making sure like those really important things, whether it's at work or in life or just all together, you get the really important things are prioritized and then everything else will we'll just find a way, right? For, yeah. for everything else. Yeah, agreed. Well, thanks for sharing that. You know, kind of as we wind down here, what would you say to our Inspire Virtual Runs community for those folks who are thinking about running or maybe those who are running now, but maybe taking a break or don't have the motivation to, to kind of keep going? Like, what would you say to to the listeners? Uh, if if the interest level is there, I, I would say you, you got to stick with it. Just um, plan plan small. The smaller you can keep the plan, the more manageable it is. You know, just work towards something piece by piece. You don't have to plan anything grand and then set set yourself up either for failure or for a very tedious task to make all that happen. Just small milestones, forward progress. That would be my recommendation. Okay. All right. Tim, this has been a wonderful conversation. I loved hearing your story. So much to share with the community about how to get started, how to stay motivated with, with some of the things that you're doing with the marathons and, and city strides, how to move through an injury. Uh, and just, again, just all the wonderful insights that you shared. I just want to say thank you again for coming on the show. Well, thank you. And th- thank you for your time. Thanks for having me. That's it for this episode of Inspire Virtual Runs podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review. Also, be sure to click the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening.